Be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son. <laughs> Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Take with Rennie Matua, because Willie is not important enough anymore to get his own show. Ren, welcome back, mate. It's good to be back, Verna. It's good well, to see you in, in the flesh. Here I am, in reality. Oh, it's my good. God. So what is that? Is this is an awkward, awkward handshake. No, it wasn't a handshake. It was just a... I was just Elbow. touching him. I just want to touch him. Uh, well, hello, William. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very good. fresh. You look a little bit different. One week lovely, away. One week away, week. you come back out with a quarantine. Mode. I had a lovely week away. It's supposed to be 14 days, but I escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. No, I didn't really have corona. Uh, all right. <laughs> this week <laughs> has been, it's been interesting for good and bad reasons. One of the bad reasons uh, is that a bloke by the name of Michael Jennings has just before the Eels were due to play last weekend. It came out that he had had a door knock by Asada and he had tested positive to a number of different substances which shouldn't have been in his system. I there's been a bit of talk about it should you know they shouldn't have done it the morning of the game. Like if the blokes tested positive, it doesn't matter it's morning of the game, five minutes before the game, you know, two <coughs> days before the game, that's irrelevant. So he has a case to answer. Um it whether it put the eels off is debatable, but William, what do you think in terms of will a bloke ever just say, I did it, that's it, I, you got me sprung, or is we're going to have to go through this whole, it wasn't me, I didn't do it? Um, personally, if I was in his, in his position, you'd come up clean and you'd go, look, yep, I've made a mistake, everything like that, but like he's categorically denied it said that he'll fight for his name his legacy bringing up all these words and i'm like damn i sort of believe him you know like he's put that he's put his story out there like he's gonna he's gonna fight it he's gonna do this this and this and i'm like i've got to give him the benefit of the doubt until the b sample comes back you know what i mean like, because i don't think he would risk so much at this time of his career like he's what 13 plus sort of vet 250 plus games he's at the back end of his career no one's expecting michael jennings from 2010 like would he risk all that like, I can understand just for, I don't really want to bring his name, Bronx, Bronx Sherry, 18-year-old, misled, hanging around the wrong people. That's a different mm. story. He's going to cop that. But, like, married man, two kids, his whole legacy is in front of him. To do that right now in this position, in his, like, in his career, I don't think he'd do it. I don't, I'm just thinking from personal, like, experience. I just don't think I'd do that at the back end of my career. I'd just go out. When it's over, it's over. I don't think I can, you're ever going to get back those days when you were quicker, faster, all those sort of things. And I just think maybe there is a bit of, bit of a mistake. Mm. Do I'm you not sure, but maybe Ren, it's a personal thing. Sorry. No, look, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know Michael Jennings personally, and, and, and I guess it's challenging to, as a fan to watch when these things happen. And, and you, these blokes are obviously professional athletes and they're human beings, and, and you can't forget that, people make mistakes and mm. you know i don't have any problem with people making mistakes i would like at some point someone if they are sprung to just put their hand up Come and clean. say you know what i did i'm human i made a mistake because at the end of the day sorry just say if that was happening you'd be like 
just say in his position, you'd be like, oh, all right, you got me. Yeah. Instead of letting it drag on like it is yeah. now and coming out with these statements where people are going to, like, like me, are going to give you the benefit of the doubt and sort of believe you. And then if I find out in two or three weeks the other sample comes back positive, I'm like, fuck. You know, I, I sort of want that belief in people. I don't, I don't want to lose that. And I just think with, with him, like just say categorically denying it, what are you just, the inevitable's coming, you, isn't you it? Like you're delaying the inevitable or? After a career he's had, and I've been you know, a massive yeah, fan, exactly. he's played 299 games. So that was going to be his 300. Yeah, I wouldn't really? think oh, thereabouts. Wow. I wouldn't think that he'd need or look to that option yep. of trying to benefit out of the game. Uh, he's got nothing to prove. He's been a fantastic player Gun for player. Roosters, Parramatta, Penrith, New South Wales, Australia. Now, there's a few things. I don't know a whole lot about the the drug game. Obviously, I did spend two years on the sideline, but we all know that was for partying sure, too hard. Yeah. What I do know is what's been found in the system is not ingested. So you've got to jab it in. I think, oh, well, with the supp- Psalms. With, with the Psalms, that's one thing I do know about that drug in particular, that it's perhaps a... Uh, a peptide or something to increase your growth hormone. That's a bit of a concern for me, but yeah. I could be wrong. 100%. And I'm not insinuating by any means that he is guilty. Like I said, I'm a massive fan. I don't know him personally, and, yep. and I don't want to throw any shade towards him to make him look guilty. I know for a fact that they weren't getting tested throughout the year because of COVID. Asada had stayed, stayed away, and obviously they've come back into the frame. I believe the substances that were in his system, which I think maybe fall in his favour, made me want to believe that yeah. he had nothing to do with it, was Chico Seguiaro and the female swimmer tested for the same post, for the Jack. same thing. Yeah. Now, that's sort of a concern to me, and it, it makes me think, well, is it a tainted supplement? Mm. I don't know enough about it to be able to give too many facts, but that's, that's what's going good on in facts, my head, and that's what the general public or... He's, the perception of the public is that he's guilty. I reckon the thing is that if you're looking at a situation where you've got Seguiaro who um, – and, and you look at Seguiaro's defence and, and he's saying that, you know, th- there was a, a roommate of his who had – who was using something in a, in a, in a um, like a shaker thing mm. and, he, and then that was contaminated and he used a shaker and that came through. Now – it's very difficult now when that that sounds like a reasonable answer to how it gets into your system because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're putting a supplement and you know, Ren, you you and and Will as well, you're professional athletes. Any single tablet that you take, anything that you do, you need to be accountable for. Absolutely. So, yet the only way around this for Michael Jennings is to say that it got into his system accidentally. And that's a very, very difficult you, thing to you, prove. You, even if it got into his system accidentally through a, a flatmate or whoever, whoever, he's still going to cop two years. It doesn't yeah. matter, man. It does not matter. If it's a tainted supplement, he'll still serve a ban mm. for maybe three six months, months, six yeah. months. So, so it's regardless uh, if his B sample comes back positive or not, he's going to serve some sort of penalty. And mm. he's, the damage is already done. Look, at it. it's in the paper. It's all through everywhere. And he, so his legacy might be fucked anyway. You know what I mean? I hope, hope to God that it's not and something comes so, back and we get some sort of truth out of it because these are massive allegations, man. And even by, like with Seguiar and the other swimmer, like for the ta- if they're tainted like substances, man, you got to be so careful. you got to be so yeah. careful as a young kid, like just to the like kids that are coming up through sport. You just can't go out of your, you know, like go out of your own 
sort of bubble, bubble, so to speak, yeah. what it is now. Like, listen to your trainers, do your due diligence on shit because things like this, you can't, like, you can't help it. Like, it's just, but you can, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't if it comes back positive, but you can, you know? Like, just don't go outside and just talk and go talk to everyone else yeah, and absolutely. get a different opinion and all this sort of shit. Just stay within your mm. NRL team, within the guidelines. None of this shit happens, man. Was there any whispers when you were playing that blokes were... None. Juicing up? There it was, wasn't a thing, was it? Like not in, not in my early era. And even w- what happened with um, with the Sharks and things like that, it was never ever spoken about. They were yeah. never ever crossed anyone's mind, especially within the playing groups I was in. I wouldn't even know where to get it from. And I hang around some unsavory characters. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If I wanted to get something, I'd know where to get it. Yeah, I but know. it's never actually come up in conversation. Mm. And it is... It's awful for Jennings, but it's it sucks for Parramatta as well. Yeah. I mean, they go the so far to have that kind of news and lose their strikes. Do you reckon that would? Do you reckon that would have um, stuffed up their their game? Hearing that news, been, I think would have been in a I huddle. I think younger saying, kids. I mean, yeah, it's all good. Like, oh, oh, let's yeah, let's make us stronger, all that sort of shit. But it's happened. It maybe maybe it's a benefit. It happened on that day. Absolutely. If you had a whole week to think about it, and you'd be thinking and overthinking a lot of shit, maybe it'll affect their their game. But I don't think it would have affected the outcome, to Imagine be honest. Imagine that poor kid that had his debut. He's thinking he's going to go out and be standing in the stands and, and watching a good game of footy. Next thing you know, he's on the wing, dropping his first ball. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, yeah, Get it out it's, of the way, son. It, it is – I think it's a real shame because Michael Jennings has done so much, so as much. you've said, so much in the game. And, you know, I think if he did choose to do this himself and that was something, a decision that he made to do, then it just – I think personally it just shows – you know, the, the pressure that these blokes are under that he felt that he was underperforming or whatever and, mm. you know, he needed a little a little kick along. So it's a bit of a shame. A bloke who is potentially underperforming and uh, apparently, William, mm-hmm. Knights have tapped him on the shoulder. Mitchell Pearce, your yeah. old teammate. What a load of shit. What a load of shit. Seriously, I couldn't even get in there fast enough. What a load of shit. Like, the Roosters, I feel sorry for Flanagan. You know, like, he's, he's played, what, Played 10 games before this year. Probably played, I think, maybe 18 or something games this yeah. year. Got dropped for a couple. He doesn't deserve this flack. And neither Piercy doesn't deserve his name dragged in here at all. Like, what are you going to – just say if you're Piercy, you think you're going to come back after what they did here? They shafted you for Cooper Cronk, won two premierships. Mm. Now they didn't Now they didn't win one. Now they want you back. That's a load of shit. And the Roosters wouldn't do Piercy like that either. No. And I don't think the Knights want to lose Piercy. So that's a load of shit. I'm more worried about the stuff that, um, that Flanagan's copping. What do you reckon with Flanagan? I mean, the the kids had literally one year in first grade. He got a kick in the ass mid-season and, and full credit to him, he came back and, you know, he ended up being the second highest point scorer before obviously South went on their run and, and Reynolds went berserk. But I don't think he was that bad. I mean, it's to, to, to lay the blame of the Roosters' season at the foot of one bloke is a bit rough. I didn't know they were laying, laying the blame on him. Pretty much. Pretty well, much. I was shocked when he did get dropped earlier in the season. I didn't really take as much notice of his game as I probably should have. I was questioning Robinson's decision to drop him, but I see now there was some sort of defensive issues. They're all they're built. Every team's built on their defence now. I thought he stood up reasonably well against um, Penrith or who they play Canberra. Mm. When Kiri went off, he took the reins for about a 10, 15 minute period, and he showed some class. Same as when Kiri got injured, he like, and he got ball back up. He, he played some good football. Yeah, like, I got no doubt. I mean, people trying to compare like Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns when they were twenty two, twenty three. Like he's coming along just as good as those kids. 
Yeah. You know, like JT wasn't the fucking the JT that we know now. Like no. At 22 years old, he just left the dogs and he's gone up to he's gone, he went up to the Cowboys and had a great year. But like he had a breakout year 2005. Yeah. Like Flanagan, give him some time. And I think all the experts of the game are sort of saying that. Like you hear Gus say it, Sterlo, all these blokes that have been around the game for a while. They're like, just ease up on the kid. If he's played two or three, four years of football and you don't really see it, then the knives are going to come out. So, but just give him a benefit of the doubt this year. Like just he's going to be he's going to work his ass off in the preseason. He probably put on three or four kilo muscle, speed work, and and everything else will come in. Like he get he's getting bumped off because he's he's small. You know what I mean? Like he's small. His contact's not good enough for for NRL for twenty six rounds. But another preseason, full on work with um, the great halves that they got Cooper Cronstall involved in the club, and he can evolve into a good player, mate. He'd be a starting half at any other team. Yeah. It's because Roosters, they demand results. How hmm. ruthless are they? They're though? so ruthless. They've been buying premierships since they, they bought did Freddy. That. They I mean, did that's that. what they do. Oh, South they, Junior, listen here. Look at him. Look Bloody at him. cheats you are. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel sorry for him, man. He doesn't deserve that. No, what about... some blame on some of the future. senior players, man. What about, though, they're saying Sam Walker? Kid's 14. And they're saying, oh, we'll get rid of Flanagan. He's 22. Like and we'll bring just in put Sam in, Walker. They put so that's much pressure on these kids, man. But I don't like how the league, the, league, the league and the media put so much pressure on these young kids. Like, Sam Walker doesn't deserve that. He's a good young schoolboy. Sawali's a good young schoolboy. That Talis kid, Bruce good young schoolboys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, why are we putting so much pressure on the kids? Every Hopawadi that comes out, they're always front <laughs> front page, next big thing. Like, you just put them straight up, just to kick them straight, straight down as soon as they fuck up. So... Stop putting so much pressure on these kids. Sam Walker would be Sam Walker. He'll be a good player if he's coached right. And he's in the and if he's in a, a great environment. Like don't if I was finding and everyone's trying to align him with the Bulldogs, you are not going to the fucking Bulldogs. You stay there. If you're the management of this young kid and you want to see him grow as a player and as a person, you stay at the Roosters. You don't chase the cash and you have a little bit of backlash after a a, back, a, a pretty shit ending to the year. You're going to cop it, mate. And people yeah. around these young kids need to be stronger and have these voices in his head. Not like, watch, look at the paper, look what Sterlo said, look what this guy said. Fuck that. Like, bunker down, train harder. And all, this, all these words need to be put into this young kid's head instead of like, you know, you've had it, you're, you're the blame for, you know, like that's the pub talk now. He's the blame for yeah. like the Roosters shit year. Please, stop putting pressure on this young kid. Speaking of pressure, uh, my favourite coach, Anthony Seabold. Oh, you uh, enjoy the 60 Minutes? Do you know what? I, didn't I watch don't, it. I don't normally did. watch 60 Minutes, but I just had to. I had to you watch did, it. You did, because he's your boy. I drove you feel back responsible from, for his sacking. I drove, <laughs> I drove back from my holiday, and I tuned straight into 60 Minutes to wow. see what my mate Seabold was up How to. How was it? I actually didn't watch it, so I can't. Neither did I. Oh, look. I can't bag to, him. To be honest, you can't bag him. No, I haven't all year. No, of course not. Uh, look. I don't understand why he did it. I, I understand that he's obviously trying now to almost rewrite history and say that he's been, you know, that he that he quit his job because of online trolls and he that got sacked, thing. didn't he? He got sacked. Different, let's the let's different not sacked and yeah, quit. Let's not dress it up. The bloke he, he, he gave Brisbane their first wooden spoon ever. Um, I think realistically, um, there is definitely a case to be made that there are some pretty nasty things appear on, on social media. Someone actually called me Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> it was warranted too. It was warranted. That photo, Zig, come on, man, you're making my it boy was, look awful. It and genuinely al- was. And an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's terrible. I, at least I, I'll take the alcoholic. I do yeah, not I look like Ellen DeGeneres. There's water in there. That's why I've grown the moustache. <laughs> but look, I, my, I, my thing is, and I know you're – Big on this. People come at you on Twitter and you don't know because you don't read it. 
You know, you, well, you, I read it and then go back at them harder. Yeah, but uh, does it matter, honestly, what people say that you don't respect? Like, if some rando oh, says something man. about you, did, did do you ever get like, did you ever get upset about stuff that people you don't know say? He used oh. to be on the forum back in the dogs I in 2006. To, I used to read the forum. Reading all these. This is <laughs> before fucking. God. This is before Instagram. Head he was like with my head. He time. used to go. This young kid. He was about 21 years old. He's fucking killing it. We're all playing good. We might have an off game. And there was this bulldogs forum. I never fucking read about. I never. I don't want to see. Anything, any comments, no, that's the way I live. I don't give a shit about anything says. I just, ignorance is bliss. He'd be like, mate, fuck, what about this bloke just said about you? You said that you play. I don't want to fucking hear it, Ren. Oh, what about, I don't read papers. Mace, you're on the front page. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to hear that shit. And, but Ren was like, they'd be like, I said, you're doing your own uh, head in. Did and I he actually call the fan out? So call the fan out, going to flog him. Flog you. I said, did Ren, you? settle down. Yeah, 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 yeah the wanted, fan came and apologised and everything. Yeah, I called him out. Look, yeah, he was rude. Someone like Seebs... He's a head fucking coach. Yeah. Have a thick skin. Yeah. People are going to talk shit. Oh, Your man. team's going terrible. Now, if they're attacking his family, fair enough. Which they did. Mm. Well, they did. Yeah. But at some point, you've got to understand that that's what you signed up for. That's Unfortunately. That's and society, that's society. Man. It sucks. And also, though, like going back on 60 Minutes, you just drag it all up again. You know what I mean? Every, I actually forgot about that's him. That's his ego. I actually yeah. forgot about him. That's I actually really ego. forgot about him going, okay, well... That's the end of Sea Bowl. We'll probably see him in a couple of years. I guess that's he, he kind might. of where I was going I mean? with that. Big head. Big well, well, head. I, I, did I read your? Uh, <laughs> you Don't read, read that. But I just think you, know, you need to have thick skin. This is this is society today. You can just be an influencer or whatever the fuck you think you are. People are going to come on there and bag the shit out of you. If you put yourself on a public forum, you are putting yourself out there. You want to post pics. You want to do this. You give you give Joe Blow the opportunity to tear shreds off you. And that's just the way it is. If you don't want, to, don't have social media. Yeah, that's you know? what I reckon. That's too. it. If you not, if you it. don't want to hear what people have to say, you know, don't have social media. I actually went away after the Ellen DeGeneres comment for a week <laughs> you, just to you, try and you, reset. Yeah, grew a moustache just to try and make myself <laughs> you? not manly. look like a seventy-year-old lesbian. Yeah. Uh, all right, shirt. one quick thing. How good's a shirt? Uh, one Sexual other thing mom. I think that we should talk about is the Dally M's. Quickly, who wins? Um, I think Cleary will win. I don't think that he's the best player in the comp, but he'll win. Who's the best player in the comp? Caelan Ponga, I reckon, individually. If he had to put in a good year, like no injuries or anything like that, I think he would have got it. Ren? But Yeah, I think Cleary's probably the obvious choice. I think he's had a great year. Yep. And, you know, for someone that's won 17 games in a row and he's the general of that side, it's pretty obvious who would have got the points every week. 17 yeah, games in a row, the half usually controls the game. They win, he gets three points, and yeah. I think he wins it yeah. fairly easily. He would have got points every single week. Every week. Yeah. And they didn't take the TikTok points off. The old TikTok. They, they should have got points for that, that TikTok. That's just how shit it was. 30 points off. <laughs> uh, one thing that I will, either, you know, I, don't, I normally I just sit here and revel in the greatness of the men around me, but the Wallabies, Ooh. can we just quickly... Touch on that. That Great was game. the best game of football. Best eight minutes at the end. Union or the <laughs> ever that I've seen. It's still watch, good. Did you only watch it? I watched the eight minutes. Yeah. At the end, I had it on record, and then someone said the eight minutes is the best. So I was screaming the, at the TV. It was good. It's good for it's good for Australia. Gives us some hope. Like yeah. the Wallabies, when the Wallabies are going good, Australian sports going good. Like it's great <laughs> for the game, isn't it? Like New Zealand, look at New Zealand. It's fucking coffins over there. Everyone's yeah. just whinging, saying rugby's dead, just because we have a draw. Yeah, it was a win for us. <laughs> it's it was a, win a win for, for us. the country. That's mm. how I mean. That's how low we've sunken in union. Yeah, it's a reflection on how it is. We're cheering for a fucking draw, draw. and I'm happy. 
Do you know what, though? The Australian team, they have to play the best team in the world. And don't worry about South Africa winning the Cup. New Zealand are the best yeah. team in the world consistently. We play them four times a year. Like, yeah, it's, it's not good it's, for your record. It's like if you're the Gold Coast Titans running out and playing Penrith at Premiers every week. You, yeah. Like, it, I don't know. I shouldn't have said the Titans because they went well. Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> yeah, the Bronx. The Broncos under Seabold. But I think one thing <laughs> that Australian Rugby Union... Everybody's been trying to write it off for, you know, 10 years, basically. Rugby's dead in the country. I, I never believed that. I, you know, I, I have a strong belief that there's a, a, a very strong undercurrent of people that support rugby union in this country, and I think it's terrific that the Wallabies have won and they're in my multi and a bloke was bagging me and suck on mm. that. And Aaron. even I put it on Twitter, are the Wallabies a chance? I'm thinking about putting a bet. You're fucking kidding. I got absolutely tortured. They end up having a draw. Are you okay? I was close. Are you all right? Torture. I didn't read what were they the paying to win? Can we ask Jared that? Or they were six dollars ten. They were they were seven dollar outsiders. You're kidding? Yeah, and they had seventeen in the line, which I took. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's all grab your leg. Let's go into the games of last weekend. So, what I was going to do, I was going to get up and I was going to sign. The Roosters and the Eels off there, but I'm not going to because I can't be bothered. But imagine <laughs> I have. Essentially, there are two games. Yeah. The first game, obviously, was the Roosters. Rennie is a genius. Rennie picked the Raiders. Rennie well, also... That wasn't a hard pick. Well, we, we both picked the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Stop my pick. So, no, I, I, like I said, I'd seen enough the week before. I think they were running on, on empty. And... Um, Given the start Canberra had, I thought I was going to be home for my my own multi. Three grand, wasn't 13 it? Thirteen plus two oh, there. Oh, two. And when they skipped away to sixteen nil, I thought I was home. So I picked oh. Big Papa to score. Yeah. Canberra to win and thirteen plus. How good's Big Papa playing? Like just his yeah. movement in the middle. Like to beat those players, yeah, Takayaho, Hargraves, friend and that around. Like just yeah. the, that little stutter step at the line. That's what big guys need, man. You're unstoppable near the line. So guys like Sofa Solomon, Papali, Tapine, Joey Tapine, Tapine. That late footwork near the line, man, and with speed, and even the is offload, unstoppable. That man. offload that created the the break for yeah. little Georgie Williams to score. I think that's what wasn't that, he good. I thought he went missing a little bit in the second half. That yeah. what's what concerns me about the Raiders is scoring points. They're a very tough, diligent team, mm. and they'll turn up. And they, I just think that might have been their grand final. Let's have a look week. at the t- people who scored. Crucial tries. Papali scored the first one. Tapine pretty much put it to bed, really. You know, two yeah. great two great footwork. Like, you never beat Boyd Cordner like that, and he smoked him. You know yeah. what I mean? With that, with that footwork. Boyd, Josh Boyd, Yeah, Boydie Cordner never misses tackles. Like, he times mm. it to perfection. In and away, palm, palm off like Jay Moz. Like, there's two blokes that you, you just never really beat. So, some special, special football from Canberra. Even when, t- when he stepped, when uh, Big Papa stepped through two great defenders yeah. in Hargraves. And, t- and that sets the fucking platform. If you're a big boy and you do that shit to their two apparently to, best props in the world. Leaders, yeah. like, I think they miss Takayaho, honestly, the Roosters. That second half, I mean, like, did he get injured late, late in the first? Yeah. And, and, and that I was a friendly fighter as well. He just went to jump over his mate. Like, that's a terrible way to do your ACLs. And without Collins as well, I think they really lacked. When Collins came no on the punch. week before, he was terrific. And I think when, you know, the bench for the Roosters, it was just really rich with back rowers. Well, I know? think Sonny changed the game. Oh, I thought yeah. he played tough. He was I thought he, he took some great hit-ups. He, he held the board when he needed to But get he needed, like, ball. a Takayaho on there. With yeah, him to, to, I mean, just because they played him in the middle, he needed a little. He needed a Batman, Batman and Robin, some sort of person he could pass the ball to, where the guys were sort of hanging behind the line. I was like, 
That's why he started just rip, getting the ball under his arm and just running straight. straight. He doesn't usually do that because that's where like, I'm not sure it was fatigue or anything like with the Roosters, but they weren't pushing up with him, giving him that shape, that block shape all the time. Where that that was their best sort of um, best plays when they were like playing against the Sharks and a few other teams. Like he, everyone was pushing up off him. Tupanua, all these guys, are sort of sent, had a little bit back. I think I got a little bit of a fright because Canberra was fucking in there for a fight all night. Oh, obviously, if they didn't start the way they did, they were getting beat. Yeah, if that game. If that first half went for another five minutes, Roosters yeah. would have probably scored another try. I don't normally think that Trent Robinson makes too many bad calls, but I think that not starting Angus Crichton. Hundred percent. I was about to say that. And starting. Stop reading my rundown sheet. Can I just tell everyone at home what's on your run sheet? I think people know they they know who I am. It's an outstanding drawing, William. Well done. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, look, I, I think Orbison does his job, there's no question. But if you're in big games, as soon as Crichton came on, he bent the line. Yeah, he made a difference. You know, he made a huge difference. Mm. I just think that was probably an error, you know, yeah. in terms of well, – well, do you want to just repeat what I've just said? No, but, I 100% yeah. agree because Orbison you. is a – he's a decent player. He's a decent player off the bench. He can fit anywhere. But you've got Orbo who – I mean, you've got um, Crichton who's a gun right side back rower who's in great form. Like, I've never seen a bloke run so hard. No. He looks stronger. He looks more in, um, enthusiastic when he come on. He, was, he wanted to actually – he wanted contact. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that about him. He was searching for contact and he was coming off. He made a big difference. Some really good offloads, some really late offloads, some big tackles in defence. I'm like, you needed that energy real early because yeah. no one was flying out of the line like the Roosters usually do in attacking defence. So it was a little bit of a tactical error because I think Orbo can – you can – Push Crichton for 80 minutes, the same as um, Boydie Cordner and Isaac Lugan get some big minutes. Takayaho and Hargraves. It's like, why would you start Orbo? Do you think they dropped him because of his haircut? He looks like Gary off Team America. It is actually. He does, eh? Hey? <laughs> Gary Johnston. <laughs> and Lord, Lord Farquhar. It is. The Shrek. Oh, uh, man, he's got beautiful hair. I, look, I, I was impressed with the Raiders, not just because of the way they defended, but also... When you look at White and, and when he injects himself into games, yeah. there's no better running 5'8 yeah. in the comp. He's, a, he's a beast. Maybe Cody Walker, but it's a different, different he's a different body different. shape. It's a different type. He ragdolls front rollers. More yeah. aggressive. He's so, so powerful. Aggressive, he's man. a big, big body. I mean, I think his fifth, fifth tackle options were a little bit off in that game. Mm. I think they let the Roosters obviously come back into the game far too much, especially getting away to a 16-point lead. You need to put those teams away. This is where George Williams needs to come and dominate games so and let Jack White and fucking run the ball run. instead of him getting in there when it's just, say, in the middle of the field, Jack tries to position himself on the right side of the play the ball or back on the, back on the short side. Yeah. And it's, it's always usually a pretty shitty kick. He's, the last 20 minutes, his kicking game was on point, yeah. George Williams. He had it on a string. Yeah, he needs to kick all he the needs time to kick so all Jack game. can run. So that, that first 20 minutes, Jack White was putting it in the air, but it was... Tedesco was catching yeah, at catch 30 metres off their line. So they were yeah. winning, that, they were winning that battle, weren't they, put the Roosters? It deep, put it deep. They were winning that battle yeah, early. Yeah. And then Canberra just had a lot more intense, scored those two quick tries. But Roosters, I sh when it's a do-or-die game, you're not going to go away or you're not going to second-guess. You know you're going to put up a big yeah. fight to try and win that game. They got like four or five tries disallowed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Four of them probably weren't tries. Joey yeah. Manu was on fire, but... Early you can't, the Raiders Manu, can't go He was Ragdoll yeah. and Croker. Like, my whole game plan against Canberra would be to get to the middle of the field and just for a long shot, an early ball to your right side centre mm. so we can go one-on-one -on -one with Croker all day. Yep. All day if you've got a big dominant centre. Is there a better yeah. prop in the game than Papali at the moment? No. I mean, I think Takayaho was up there. 
Um, that, that was about it. So we took him out on the weekend. Um, I've never seen Hargraves a, played some really good football this year. I've never seen a bloke a big that popper. can play as hard as he plays for as long as he plays. He just keeps coming at you. I mean, you talk about Tamalolo and you talk about mm. you know Payne Haas and that mm-hmm. sort of player, but there's something about Papali. He's offloads and he's I mean his haircut it's magnificent. It's great, it's fantastic. Not he's figured the game out. He knows his role within the team. He knows when to inject himself, when to take a little bit of a breather. He knows when Ricky is going to take him off the field, where he can step it up a notch. Mm. That's the difference in coaching too. When you know, when you know your big boy, you got faith in him to get thirty or forty out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he, ha- Ricky has all the faith in him. But if he comes off between the thirty-five minute mark and forty, Ricky's happy with that. But if he can push to forty, so it's all on Papali's shoulders. How much work he wants to do. If he wants to come out of the blocks and do fifteen hit-ups in the first half, or he wants to put about seven or eight. Depends what quality and depends how his other front rows are going too. Well, he's early in his career. He was the go-to for them to go forward. Yeah. Now he's got support. He's got C.S. Oliola. He's got Tapine and Nami Louie. Nami Louie. He's got the support he needs to play his role better in that within that side. He's a highly skilled big boy, man. Absolutely. It's very, very, it's very, very hard to get, and he can play some really big minutes. Like he can get seventy minutes out, man. Like he's a ninety percent efficient tackler. Like he's one hundred and sixty, I think one hundred ninety meters average a game. Mm. Like highly, 30, 30. highly skilled big boy is now my favourite. Well, term. they're uh, an anomaly at the moment now because what's happening... <laughs> he with hasn't the missed the tackle in Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the product of what we've been dishing out is guys like Clemmer and all these robotic sort of front rowers that don't have a pass in all that sort of... And late footwork at the game, at the line where you need that. That's what Clemmer needs to do and evolve with the rest of these big boys. Mm. Even a big Sofa Solomona, all these guys, they've got footwork at the line. They've got an offload. They've got some sort of point of difference. So if you want to evolve... You get your jerseys back and do everything like you need to go where where all the other big boys are going. They're just not straight up and down because the mm. game's too quick and you need to like put something in your game. Even all these young little front rolls that are coming through the game. The game's changed from the whole 2010 structured bullshit. You've got to start playing fucking football now. I think it's important as well that the Roosters are congratulated for what was a pretty impressive two and a half years of footy. You know, they, it's a very, very difficult thing to win two in a row and it's almost, well, they've proven it's near to impossible to win three in the yeah. row. So congratulations yeah. to what that organisation. What a run. Like two World Cups, like the World Club Challenge, you've, uh, two deep runs. I mean, you can see why the, the guys are um, looking tired by the end of that game, like your yeah. Boyd Corners and Hargraves. Some big campaigns, man. Throw Origin in there the last two or three years. Like, you know, even 2017, they got to the preliminary. Um, so hats off to the Roosters, you know. And everyone's saying the dynasty's done. Are you serious? Like, you still no got way. such a big part of that team. What are they going to Who are they going to lose next year? Well, Kyle Flanagan, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Um, exactly. Well, I've got well on the list that the stupid producer gives me. It's we do a season review. What worked? You can't spell didn't. But um, we may as well go deals. straight into the roosters. We'll go straight into the roosters now in terms of the season review. What? what did we re- sorry, did we review the eels? And no, we'll rabbits? do that. We'll do that game afterwards, William. I'm in charge here. Uh, <laughs> let's do the. I just thought that we, we must have covered it because no, we covered. We haven't yet. We're going straight to the Roosters <laughs> review. Twenty minute review. While we're talking about Cole Flanning <laughs> getting the ass. So, what do you reckon in terms of the Roosters next year? I don't see any reason for them to panic. I don't see that they need to be moving plugs on, and you know they're, no. they're not losing any players next year. They've signed the Morrises on a dollar a year, so that's good. And now they've got all of their players can have a rest, and they can just go again. Yeah, I think, look, they've had a fantastic year and they just come up short because purely because they've just played too much footy. Yeah. And we spoke about it last week. They've had to be up for 
every what, game. 70 plus games mm. to win a third premiership. You could see there was some tired players within that side and there was some uncharacteristic things that they were doing the week before that made me tip the Raiders. And that was purely not from desire, just from fatigue. Mm. Yeah. I think they just had enough. They had to come up against Canberra and then think, well, fuck, we're going to play Melbourne and then play grand final. Something in the back of your mind starts to say, look, That's a bit I've much. had enough. They've had a great season. They get Billy Smith back. He had an ACL injury. He's yeah. still the rooster yeah, next yeah. year. He's a big raps on that Verils. kid. Verrills. Radley. Radley, yeah. <laughs> They're another There's top three. There's team. They could go for a, pre- a third premiership within four years. Easily be the favourites. Mm. Easily. I think when we watched Victor Radley just saying the first five to six games, we're like, they are unstoppable. Yeah. What he's doing around the ruck and just creating and taking pressure off Flanagan. This is when Flanagan looked good. Everyone's going, he's playing some great football. Was Flano, was, yeah, Flano was just doing his job. He wasn't doing anything spectacular. He had got to his kicks, made his tackles, wasn't, you know. He was always just consistent because Victor Radley was running both sides of the ruck. And defending and his defending ass off. And defending his ass off. And like that Taking was massive, pressure off mate. the middles. If Radley's in that side, they win another premiership. Yep, I agree. I agree. He holds that much energy in that team, even though he hasn't, just because he hasn't played a shitload of games or whatever, but he's a local boy and they all love him there. And the way he plays and the way he's worked his ass off to get and play for that that much passion for the Roosters. They love him, mate. So when he went down, you could see it, it took him a little bit to get back. Then he they, just got then they just run out. They too. just run out of like they just run out of puff, man, and give it to Canberra. They yeah. play like bosses, man. They come out there and just they weren't scared. They were coming out there. That's what I'm scared of this week with Canberra. Did they play their grand final? Well maybe. Emotionally. Because they would have thought this is a repay from from next from last year. Why are you ruining the season review going on? <laughs> We're just I'm going to in trouble after this. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about the Eels game then. Your producer right. just at the timeout out the back. Oh, who cares about the producer? He's got head like a busted ass. So essentially now, Rennie, I know you have a deep love of the Rabbits. I do. And how good are they going? Buddy, fantastic. I'm going, <laughs> with, I'm going to the game on Saturday. That's how are much, you? Yeah. Bloody fantastic. Did I mention that I'm going to be a coach at the house next No, year? what are you doing? You told me uh, yeah, last so Sunday. I, yeah, well, quickly. Yeah. Um, I got um, the, the club got in contact with me, sent me an application, and I applied. And I'll be a forwards coach for the 17s to 21s and then run the blue shirt for the under 19s oh, next man. year. Well done, so mate. So I'm going back That's home, good. mate. That's good. Come Didn't back play. home, Rennie. Come home, Daphne. <laughs> Come back to the borough, Rennie. Yeah. Are you going to sit in the borough this week? Oh, there's a big chance. Johnny Sutton's getting me a ticket, so I hope it's smack bang in the middle of the Oh, I bet you do. Do you want some pliers to pull your teeth out? (laughs) You're going to marry your cousin? What's going on in the bar? For sure. No, I tell you what, though, man, that's good news. No, really happy, mate. Look, I do have a soft spot for the Rabbits, and even though they were 18-8 down, I didn't feel like they were in that much trouble. Mm. You always knew the underdog, well, not the underdog, because they were probably... They were favourites. Well, they were favourites, weren't they? You knew Parramatta were going to come out hard, come out fast, come out strong. I never thought they were in doubt. No one could keep that team under 30 points. And no. it's been like that for the last, what, month? Yeah. yeah. What they need to fix is their defence. And the, just starts. the shitty errors, their starts. You can be better, but try keeping them under 30 points. If you're yeah. going to beat South, you've got to score more than 30 and points. And no one's got – like Gutherson had a purple patch I've never seen before in like that nine minutes or ten or minutes, 10 man. Minutes like, I've never seen anything. Like it scored two tries, set up one. Some brilliant football from Gutho. Like uh, that's that's the only sort of hope everybody, like everyone who's a Parramatta supporter, would have looked at and went, "Oh, we're going to be back." And I, like you, Ren, I never ever doubted the Rabbits. No. They kept on p- probing through the middle and then getting on an edge all the time. And Cody Walker kept hitting the front guy, front guy, front guy, and those inexperienced 
back back three, not Gutho, the wingers and even the centres, they were going to make a mistake eventually. They mm. busted their asses for about 60 minutes and on a couple of big plays, they just made the wrong decision. And Cody Walker good. made the right decision all the time. Didn't overplay his hand, didn't run it like everybody thought he would. He just played some great football. Tell you who's good, Totola. Gun. He's been playing some good – he's a mascot junior too, mascot. I think. I think the last two months in particular, he's really – Stood up as a front row, mm. taking it personal against the other front rows. That's what he, I, I can see. He, uh, him, he, uh, Knight, Tommy Burgess, they're the three experienced front rowers, and then mm. you got the two uh, Matangi and the other kid coming off the bench. And you, sorry, they and just you, needed to step up because if they're going to compete for this premiership, the concern for me was their front row and their and their, their yeah. front row and then their bench players coming on and making a difference. Their back line is just unbelievable. The way Damien Cook's playing at the moment, He's Cameron back. Murray's playing really well. Um, obviously, the, the the new kid on the on the on the wing, Jackson Bailey Sirinan's been playing Bolo. good, man. Yeah. Bailey Sirinan, Nichols is playing well. There's a different aura or a different vibe. Sewer. amongst that Sewer's team. been murdering people. He's on that edge. He's a beast. God damn, yeah. he's a beast. Um, but like you said just before, Will, it's their start. Mm. Now you're coming up against the the minor premiers. I don't think the week off helps you. In, and obviously missing Kikau. Souths are full of beans. They're a Kikau is team. the main thing. Do you know how much energy he holds and like how many eyeballs are up at Kikau? If you're at a 5-5 split in the middle of the field and just say you see Cleary wandering over to the left side of the field, you're bringing one over. So you've got a, you've got a crafty little nine like Apikarasa who will bust out on the right side and play down a short side. So you've got a 6-4 sort of split. And he can see that late because he's, he's one of the best nines in the game because that's how much energy Kikau brings. Take it back to this week, fast forward to this week, 5-5 five, five split, you're going to see um, the young kid, what's his, what's his name, um, young back row? That's Liam Martin. No, Martin's on the right side. Who's the young kid he's played? Oh, Capel. Capel, yeah. So he's a decent he's a decent footballer, but he doesn't hold that same energy as, uh, as Kikau. Kikau mm. will bring that another extra number over so he can get inside pressure at Cleary so he can make him pass an early ball to Kikau. Like you'd you'd be happy with that with doing it to the other kid. Mm. You'd have that you'd have the five five split and take care of everything. You need another your 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 centers and that are always calling someone over when you see kick out because he's got that early he's getting early ball, he's got a good left foot, right palm, everything he can add so much. Then you've got Kate Ball, who's a straight up and down player, he's got some really good skill, being playing playing out of position because he had Liam Martin's position on that right side before he got injured. Mm. He's a decent player, but he's a right side back row. What it's do you difference. reckon? In terms of that game on the weekend, everybody – you could tell that South had points in them. Do you reckon Parramatta just faded or do you reckon South were too good? After that goal kick that hit the upright and then they go score. What a yeah. – what a, 45 um, seconds sorry, later. Sorry, can I – what the fuck are you doing? Like just say if you're that left side back row, left side centre and half, you were on that 10-metre line. I don't give a shit where the where the ball is placed, if it's right in front of the uh, the goals or not. You are up on that line. The they were fucking 30 metres back. That is like a cardinal sin. That would have been point. Brad Arthur's fucking got no hair anyway. <laughs> he just got his tweezers out trying to pull whatever's left <laughs> on there. Like, that was all. I've seen that and I've seen the replay. The ball bounced 30 metres back and there was error. no one there. Biggest fucking changer I've ever seen. Yeah, if, if that wasn't a momentum swing. The biggest one I've seen. Book one that I've, yeah, I've never seen one in yeah. my life like that. You know, to obviously go and score after that. That was deflating for the Paramount Eels. They were just like, I'm As a middle goal, you just you worked your ass off. you believe that? <laughs> you just worked your ass off. Worked your kick ass the fuck, off. Kick the goal, please. We're going to go back and take the kick off. It's right for front rows to go back over the halfway line. Not back rows, not centres, and everyone who's on, on that left-hand side. 
It's unforgivable. Do you know who's wearing all the shit again for Parramatta? The halfback, Mitchell Moses. It's like... you got to do it. It comes with a job, time, mate. Every single time a side doesn't win, it's a halfback's fault. Well, Is it Lachlan yeah, Lewis's fault? It's Lachlan Lewis's fault. <laughs> that's why you're on the big bucks. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what they say. Like, like, hey, you want to be on eight, eight to a million dollars a year? Exactly. We want some performances out here. Yeah. That's the way it is. Like Moses, he didn't play that well in the back end of the year. They started off great, some playing some great football, and then like they just sort of fell in a fell in a heap. And you, you rely on your halves. Dylan Brown and him, they're going to have a good combination for the next maybe five years. But you talk, we're not talking about kids. I think he played his one fiftieth on the weekend. Well, Dylan That's Brown, a fucking lot of football, man. Dylan Brown came out saying he wants to potentially go and have a crack at rugby union, as all Kiwis who grow up in that country do. But, all right, well, let's go into the season review for the Eels. I don't want to – I could put a thing through the back of it, but I won't again because I'd have to stand up. Oh, well done. Thanks, Will. Thank you. I'll bring something to the show. I know you can't say it on the podcast, but Williams just – I did some work. Yeah, he did something. Yeah. It's good. Carry this show. Eels, they've got no real – Weaknesses in their side, they just aren't good enough. That's how I see it. I think they're two players short. Like they need some. Like their bench comes on, they don't really make that much noise. Kane Evans was good in in patches. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got at the start of the year. At the start of the year, but they saw the, the wheels fall off. Their halves. What what else is there to fix? You got a great back five. You got some great halves. Good young halves. You got a like good young hooker. A great spine. Yeah. Like Gutho's a good leader there. Like Cable Gillard, Paulo. I think they just need to t- change the structure that they're playing. I said it last week, man. Lane and Madison just hanging their fucking rights in, in their little, in their lanes on the side there, and they don't never get involved. They need to be all on the same page. You know what I mean? I just think, just tinker with their with their offense a little bit. Defensively, they can they can, they work hard and every every like every team does, you know. But just a couple of like their senior players at the back end, they just really didn't shine like well, people expected. I think their bench. Their bench. I can't. I this is their bench. I couldn't the only name. Thing I can fold couldn't name their bench. Maybe their bench. I couldn't their name their whole bench. Strong, sorry, but I think they're missing like a, a good 14, 14, 15, You know those two main bench players yeah. that are going to give you some impact when you come on. You can't have. I feel like their sixteen and seventeen is very similar to their fourteen and fifteen. If you know that's, what I mean, will you understand what I'm yeah. saying? That's why some 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 teams are so strong, like like Melbourne and Penrith. You know they got about twenty. I always say it everywhere, like about twenty one players fitting into seventeen. They're all busting for that job. Where you got the the people that have fallen off out of the uh, out of the top four now. It's like they're, they're lacking that sixteen seventeen. You know they got a good fifteen players. Then I look at Melbourne, Sofa Solomona, Big Tino coming off the bench. You know, like you're struggling, you're trying your ass off to even make the bench. Bench players are pushing the, bench players are pushing the starters. Starters need to keep on their toes, like Jesse Bromwich and Welch, and you, they keep flicking around with it. Mm. Brandon Smith, you got these guys that are actually gunning for your starting spot. That was what made me play. I had guys like Sonny Bill and Rennie and all these guys all gunning for our back, back row spots and front row spots and Roy Asatasi. So all that. It builds a great, a great culture and just people just going at each other all the time. And I don't think they have that at, well, is at there, Parramatta. Is there pressure on the coach then? Like if it's it not is, the, mate. If it, is I, it I not the so. playing staff, is Brad Arthur – I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous to a side that's finished third, but at the end of the day, they haven't delivered in the finals. They've gone out in straight sets. Mm. At what point do you say, well, he's got decent cattle – is well, it the coaching? Is it the Well, game personally, plan? I think his game plan was fantastic, the way they were playing and offloading and playing off second phase and not being afraid to throw it within their half. In the first 10 I think rounds. They, uh, they did – they changed the game in terms of being able to move the ball around. Now, with the rule change, it doesn't particularly work. 
because if you complete, you hold the ball, you complete at a high percentage, you're going to get repeat sets by just holding the ball. Yeah. You don't need to offload to create second phase play to make defensive sides become under fatigue. Just by holding the ball, punching through the middle, you're getting that, that yeah. set restart and to players getting tired, and then you pull the trigger. I think they were sort of confused what sort of game plan they wanted to go, but in the back end of the season, and it showed with Mitchell Moses. He was cre- confused, though. Confused. He didn't know how to... He didn't understand the rule change or the way the game was being played like other halves gra- gravitated towards that new rule change, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dylan Brown in and out of the team was, didn't really help him either. Like, he just needs consistency. And that's what everyone loves. But Moses got some... Like, he shows some brilliance against... You know, so he's going to be hit with this sort of stick now. Like, every big game that he's played, you never, you never see it. You never see, a, like, an 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 performance. Mm. I, I didn't see it on the weekend. Everyone's sort of waiting for him to do something. And even Dylan Brown, you throw an intercept, you put this and that in. Like, they're just some really bad mistakes. You know, that, even that goal kick, you can't, who, do, who do you blame there for a momentum swing? Yeah. You, you, do you blame Mitchell Moses for missing a kick? Not really. I blame the people that didn't check their assignment for that one play. Get on that ball. Get on that ball. Do you know what I mean? Be prepared. And that should have been the call from the coaching fucking team. Who used to stand Ray Price. Ray Price. Price. Fuck, of all people, Parramatta. Fucking legend. Mm. He would have been fucking Ray Price would have been livid. Straight under the post. Well, I mean, in a lot of games, there was like all the Wallabies and that. Get under the post, boys. Uh, It helps heaps. Otherwise, it might affect people's multis. And that leads us into the man with the wonderful beard that looks kind of ginger in this light. Uh, I think they need to change the cartoon and make it a ginger beard because it's... Jared, welcome. G'day, guys. Gi- How are you all? Is that ginger or is it uh, lighting? You've touched on this. How many beers have you had? He's only had two. No, today's... Um, Six packs. Last week wasn't good. I'm not going to lie. Beer last week wasn't good. But this week, Stone Cold Sober. So that's yeah. why my performance right, is okay. so amazing. Unlike our betting, where we came up with nothing last week, Jared. Real close, man. Yeah. It's yeah, Rennie's last week in particular. Cannot believe that one didn't lob. Oh, no. uh, we got all of the difficult legs home. Big Papa scored in four minutes in that first game. I thought we were uh, up for it. It would have been about thirty nine hundred dollars that multi. It's never in doubt. Big Papa we'll saddle up and go again. Yeah, it was it was dis- I was sitting there watching the game and just literally screaming at Campbell Graham <laughs> to get involved. Uh, never say that I don't bet and then worry about it afterwards. <laughs> so Jared, we uh what are we up to now, mate? Six. Where are we up to? Yeah. Uh, in terms of wins, it's a little over five and a half K. I think it's about five thousand six hundred dollars. Yeah, okay. Well that's good because there's a lot of money going somewhere. But this week who are we going to start with? Let's start with William. All right, hang on. I'm trying to look at my thing. Um, yes, so this is my bet for the week. Melbourne 13 plus into South 1 to 12. Yep. Brisbane Lions to win into Richmond to win. Yep. And then Asafa Solomona, anytime try scorer, and Brent Naden. What the f? Anytime try scorers. Yeah. I put up this every week, honestly. It's just. Well, I nearly won last week. No, you nearly. Didn't. Come on, man. Nearly. Give me some credit. No, that was Rennie. That wasn't you. Yeah. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> well said, Jared. Whatever. All right. Hey, my horse won. The horse won. The horse won. The random. That the random bloke the sliding into your DMs. <laughs> horse did when it was a very impressive win as yeah, well. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome, world. Okay. Well, well, let's have a look at this one for this week. Uh, look, I think the Raiders might have played their fun on our wheel. Really liking 13 plus here. 
give Souths a real chance of winning their game as well. I think the best AFL grand final would certainly be our Ned's Lions up against. Yeah, Richmond. I can't go against. I can't go against the Lions. No, no. You're going to be <laughs> no, flying no, the take up next week. Neither. The grand final. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, if this gets up, you're probably a lot closer to it. Let's talk um, to Palaszczuk. Open the borders. Open it up. Let us up to the Ned's box. <laughs> not looking great. Look, uh, so for Solomona, look, rocks or diamonds in terms of try, uh, scoring tries. He's mm. adding the most value to this healthy, though. $5.25. Naden scores them for fun. $337.38. Yeah. Yeah. You've done it again. That's right. Well, You're welcome, you, kids. Did that one need to go upstairs? That would have had to go upstairs, Jared. <laughs> talk to the bosses, mate. Get uh, back to me. I think what Rennie did last week was he he wandered in, he got two from two on the tipping. Oh, look, he's so he cocky. Was, I want to see his face. No, he's being humble. confident. He's confident this week. Big Papa, I am – well, Stole I am fairly bet. confident. I've actually reined it in a bit because I want my odds to – well, the odds have come down. I've gone from two favourites to any time try. Do you want me to read them out? Read it out for us, Rennie. Read it out. So I've got uh, – Jared, what have I got here? I've got – I've lost it. <laughs> Who's playing? No, Come I've on, got uh, Melbourne to win. Josh Addo, Carr to score. And I've got South to win with Cody Walker to score. So I've played I like it today. That. Off That's the top of the head. about $11, $12 odds or something, somewhere around there. Do you know what? I don't know what Jared's thinking about this because he disappeared off the screen. Mm, so he's, he's gone. I he's don't know gone. what's happening. I reckon it would probably about – it's a $9 multi. No, it's about $11. All right, $11, $12. <laughs> you still there, Jared? Jared's had enough. Sort of. Jared has had enough. <laughs> Jared's gone. Why did he decided? Do you know what? I've ended his career. That like, multi. The amount of multis that I've thrown at him. That multi sounded unbelievable. What's your? What do you reckon yours is? Uh, my multi is going to be. Well, wait till he comes back. You know what I'm going to do? There's been uh, a couple of comments on the. I think it's the Facebook page. Um. I'm going to read some of them out so that we can get uh, – there's a couple of questions here uh, while we get Jared back on the line. Uh, someone likes my moustache. Well done. Kimmy, how are you, mate? Uh, any chance of the Dogs signing Sevilla from the All Blacks? Um, zero. Yeah, zero. Zero chance. He's, I think it was at that time when um, the rugby wasn't getting played. And someone said, I think I tweeted something about it. So he should be on the radar for because he said, I think he came out and said, I'd love to play rugby league. I think he was on um, the YKTR uh, podcast with Hoz. Shout out to the scope. And um, he said something like that about um, he, he would like to play league. And if he played, he'd play for the Roosters, all that sort of stuff. I think, he, I think he'd be a good player, but he'd need to come to a decent club. You wouldn't go like to the dogs, you'd go to the Roosters. Or you go to Melbourne, a strong team with really good coaches that can coach you up. But um, Artie Sevilla, he's got all the genetics just to play rugby league. He's even legal union. He's big if, and strong and fast. He's skillful as hell. Even if he was the highest paid rugby league player, he'd still be taking a pay cut. Yeah. Yeah. And he can so play until he's 80 years old. His train of thought would be to go to a strong club. He wouldn't be is. going to the Bulldogs. No. The only way he'd be paying, playing for 700000 800000 is with the Roosters or... And what people Chilling don't understand those. in New Zealand, if you are an All Black, then you are set up for life. It doesn't matter what happens. If you and if you are a you know a fifty or a hundred game All Black, you're just the king of the country. There's no mm. worries at all. I mean, Richie McCaw doesn't have a helicopter license. He just drives around <laughs> an helicopter and no one stops him. So you to know? answer your question, he ain't going to the dogs. He's he not would. going I to mean, the dogs. Every, every bulldog supporter just wants you know 
Sunny some back. sort of hope. Some sort of hope because they've got none. Well, they're desperate because they keep saying you should have a comeback. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm going to wander into my bet now. Yeah. Um, Jared is. Is Jared done, guys? One minute. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's. Let's get some questions out. Let's get some more questions out. Anyone who's watching, uh, there he let's is. see. Can I sk- He's, He's back, back again. Jared, what, was it something we said? Something Queensland. Was it the ginger call? There's nothing wrong with gingers. Queensland connection's awful. Completely no idea what happened there, and I'm right, the back. last person that should be uh, trying anything with uh, with technology as well. So if that was me, my apologies. I'm not sure it was, though. I fixed it. It's all good. No, it was Willie's fault. Uh, Jared, all right. So we're going to – did you hear any of Rennie's or no? No, no, I did. I, I think I heard the first leg. Like, to start with Addo Carr or something. Yeah, like Melbourne that. to win, Addo Carr to score any time. South to win, Cody Walker. Cody Walker to score any time. Yeah, oh, I think this looks very, very tidy here, Rennie. Um, I think this one could genuinely lob. Addo Carr usually scores, Melbourne usually wins. Cody Walker probably just in career best at the moment. He also just scores for fun. We're getting $15.41 for this multi. Yeah. I think that hey. is over the odds. Not in the hundreds, but Over the right. odds. All right, well, we'll take that. Uh, so my bet, Jared, I am going to take Melbourne to cover the line into Kalishnikov in the first race at Randwick. <laughs> Look at this weirdo. Yep. And I'm going to also chuck in the Wallabies with the line. Do you know really? why I'm going to do that? I don't necessarily. Because you are private school. No, well, I am, <laughs> technically. Public school first, then T's at private school. But I think that... After these two blokes have gone, I think I was going to get about seven bucks for the first two, but I'm feeling embarrassed. Yeah, there's a the bigger than mine. <laughs> In many, many ways, Jared, let me tell you. That's what uh, it's all about with betting. So what have we got? Okay, well, uh, okay, so Melbourne at the line, it's only six points. Surely they can do that. I, You are a far braver man than me diving into this race. Now, Kalashnikov is the only horse with previous race day experience going around in this race. It's had one uh, race, Jared. That's right. It's had one race. The other 10 in the field are yet to race. Now, who's to say there isn't the next Winks stepping out next to this thing? You're certainly a brave man. Huey Bowman. I'm saying yeah. that, Jared. Okay, well, I'm going to have to follow your lead on this one. Uh, and why wouldn't you double down on the Wallabies? I mean, how good were they last week? Uh, if the nation hope. They're getting gonna, they'll get beat by 40 now. $12.82 for this multi. Very respectable, Ian. Still not as big as Willie or any, but anyway, close. I'll be bigger than Craig. Don't worry about that. I know mm. that for a fact that Craig how is. How do these races go on the weekend? Miniature terrible. I am Superman. He is not Superman. <laughs> uh, so, he, again, he hasn't told me. We don't talk, actually. We just communicate via gestures. But what exactly is this bloke betting for? Well, uh, okay, look, there's absolutely no hiding from the fact that he's been going pretty terribly recently. Awful, uh, Jared. Shame, uh, shame. Really, he really has, other than uh, Taika Mochi a few weeks ago, he hasn't steered us into one for quite a while. Now, I was chatting, chatting to him this afternoon, and in a desperate bid to get himself back into winning form, the producer is taking us into a sport that, by his own admission, he doesn't know a whole lot about, which is also ironic. Cricket. On this show, it's the NRL. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> delivered us a, <laughs> he's delivered us a three-leg multi here. It's the Raiders to cover the line, six and a half points. Souths to win. And Jordan Rapina, anytime try scorer. It is bigger than yours, Ian, $16. Do you know what? You know, someone has told him to bet that, and that is just <laughs> – he wouldn't even know who the Raiders are. Where are they from? You know where they're from? <laughs> 
Can't, okay, he knows one thing. He's done it. Know. All right. It was his birthday yesterday. He turned 75. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, now, Jared, I believe that uh, you being the generous man that you are, and thanks again to Ned, you're going to have a bet on the Everest and the Caulfield Cup? We are. We're going to have a couple of bets this weekend, indeed. A huge weekend of racing. We'll start with the Everest here. Now, we were speaking this afternoon, Ian, and this is the fourth edition of the Everest. I think we both agree that this is easily going to be the strongest edition of it so far as well. I think there's a case to be made for virtually every horse in the field. The one that I have landed on here is one of Tooth Godolphin. The horse is called Bivouac, right? It's second up. It's had three previous second up starts for two wins and a second placing. Its second up run in the Newmarket Handicap was just utterly dominant in autumn. I can't get my head around, well, head past that, I should say. It's going around at $20 in the Everest on Saturday. We're going to have $50 each way on it, $20 for the win and $5 for the place. Wow. What's it called again? It's called yeah. Bivouac. Bivouac. Write that down, Ren. The I profit, like profit has spoken. I actually do. I agree, mate. I think this is the best Everest. Well, I mean, you know I agree because I already told you. But I think this is the best Everest that there's been for quite some time. And I I honestly think if Nature Strip blows out too much past $5 and it's definitely worth a nibble, that would be my uh, – my. it's such a good horse and it's been off and I think don't completely put a line through it. In terms yeah. of the Caulfield Cup, mate, does anyone care about the Caulfield Cup anymore? With In terms of Neds <laughs> – yeah. And Craig's from Melbourne, no one, and this is a perfect example of why Sydney's better than Melbourne. But does, in terms of what you hold now, is the Everest taking over from the Caulfield Cup in a, in the uh, betting markets? This year is a bit of a bizarre one because uh, we've already, you know, experienced a very big year, obviously with COVID, uh, a big spike in betting, and this year, as we've just touched on there as well, Ian. The Everest is probably the strongest that it's been previously. It's going to be a lot closer this year. But if I was a betting man, which evidently I am, I would say that by Saturday, the Caulfield Cup will still have well and truly a far bigger hold than the Everest. It's is just one right? of Australia's classic races. It's been running since the 1870s or something like that. Uh, it's Other than the Melbourne Cup, it's the one that everyone wants to get involved in in spring. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Isn't the Everest where my birthday every year? <laughs> Yeah, is that when we used to go get on the piss no, no, at Randwick? No, April. That was the Epsom. I just said like, oh, that's, that's my birthday, Epsom. isn't it? Yeah. When we were in lockdown, it was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't the best this year. Happy 40th, Will. Thank you. Uh, all right, Jared. <laughs> so, well, we've got a fair few bets this week then. Right. How much has Rennie got on it? Is that 100? Uh, we'll give we'll give Rennie 100 again. Yes, Jared. So, if his gets up, we'll be close to about $1,500, which would be very, very nice for the kitty. That would be nice. If they all get up, this will be a very, very exciting day for everyone but Ned's. Mate, <laughs> thank you once again for all your support. Uh, thanks for pissing off halfway through and disappearing. That was good. And we will look forward to talking to you next week. Next week, we're going to have a big grand final special, Jared. So... Very much looking mm. forward to that. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the uh, the preliminary uh, prelims, I should say, this weekend. Uh, enjoy the racing. Good luck, punters, and uh, I'll speak to you next week. You will indeed, mate. Cheers, Thanks mate. again. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys. Ren, do you want to say it? Gamble responsibly. Yes. yes. Is that it? Oh. There you go. Both of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The... Next thing on this wonderful show that we are doing tonight, with no stuff-ups at all thanks to the producer not being able to produce anything, is the 
preview of the mm. games. Mm. The first game of the weekend, I'm actually surprised that they're playing Friday night and Saturday night. I thought they would have played Friday night and Sunday Arvo. To be honest, I thought a Sunday Arvo. No, nah, they're final. gone. Those those days are gone. Reckon they're gone. No, I mean, I, I think I think we should be playing Sunday Arvo footy. It's the best. It's best for the players as well. But it's all about ratings and TV, so they don't give a shit about the players. Did you blokes like day games better or night games? No. Sunday Arvo, man, Sunday I used to love it. Right. If it not, was red hot though, fuck me, I hated but, it. But not not in this, you not in the preliminary. Like last last sweat. week, I think last week the best day is the Sunday to play. Yeah. You know, so um, they, they really flicked that because everyone just sort of loved it and everyone's nostalgic about Sydney Sydney Football Stadium. We used to love it, Sydney love Football Stadium. That's Even watching it. the finals at the SCG last year was yeah. strange. You know, you've awful. seen the SFS for so many years. Watching the Canberra days, the Broncos winning yeah. that Sunday afternoon football, that was well, that's what probably semi-final our era. football was. Yeah, yeah it, it was. You know, I'd love to see a day grand final, but you bring the best crowds out, especially on a Sunday. Probably have to wait a couple more years for. Um, the SFS to be rebuilt, but we miss that. And I think fans do as well. Well, now that now I don't actually know this. It's very very rare for me not to know things, to be honest. But with it not being the long weekend, are they playing the grand final still? Still on the Sunday, yeah. It's, it's on the Sunday, but it's is it a night Sunday. game? Yeah, it'll be a night game. That was a Sunday. So wasn't there'll it? be plenty of people sick on that Monday. Yeah. What about the poor kids? Want to start and watch it? <laughs> oh, that's, why, that's why a lot of people were You'll talking about: Will it be? Could it be a three pm on Sunday? That's what they're asking a lot of the fans because obviously COVID year is totally different than every, every other year. Everyone's like, why can't we put it three pm? Mm. I don't know. Suit the players. Come on, Valandis. Be on the Do piss by done five Nothing o'clock. all year. <laughs> so the Storm in the betting market are heavy, heavy favourites in this game. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. Week off or not week off helps. Doesn't help. It helps for the Melbourne Storm. Munster's carrying a few injuries. You know, um, you got an obviously a elderly statesman. hooker, mm. statesman <laughs> in Cameron Smith. <laughs> <laughs> they need the rest. They definitely yeah. do need the rest. They've been at the top for a long time, and a lot of those players have been part of it for the last yeah. few years. You know, Dale Finucane, is he back? I think Finucane's He's on an extended bench. They needed the rest. Canberra. I think they needed to keep playing. I think they've done the right thing. Oh, they need to keep playing. Yeah, they had to. Really. They were out on their feet last week. Mm. They Nickel Clodstack was the best game. Of He's cramping up too. Like with thirty to go, he was cramping 30 up. Thirty to go. Uh, Elliot Whitehead yeah. was out on his feet. A Electrolytes, lot of them, bro. Come on, man. Pickle juice. They were Something out the on juice. their feet. Yeah. They were. They need. They. I hope they've recovered for this game because yeah. coming up against a Melbourne Storm team that's rested, relentless, relentless. They turn the screw at every opportunity. I think they played their grand final last week. That's why I'm tipping Melbourne. I'd love to see Canberra go into another grand final. I think they've been great. Yeah. However, coming up against the Storm, I think it might be a season over. Yeah, for, for I the think Raiders. so too. And I, I look at um, I look at the week off with with the Storm as well. Like Munster need that week off. But even like even guys that haven't been, you know, like if if you're not a seasoned vet, it's still been a long emotional physical year like you know mentally physically you're in a bubble you're away from your family so it's a totally different year so you know like um it's just it's totally different it's just i just think um the storm have just got it over them. i think canberra struggled to score points in that second half until that kick went through tedesco as well that was concerning for me yeah. they didn't show any signs of even making a line break there's no killer instinct. In they, had their, they had their foot they on their throat. On. Yeah, they had their foot on the throat waiting for like, the Roosters to either make a play 
or stuff it up, or like just just to give him that win. And they did look exhausted at the end of the at the end of the game. Maybe it's that long year, but I don't know. I think it's just it's just a year that you know, like teams like Melbourne Storm who have those great leaders around them. They they'll come through the forefront. I think. I think it's interesting too when when you look at the Storm. It's almost like people have forgotten how good they are. Like people talking about the Raiders. The Raiders played well last week. On didn't you know the Panthers have also been forgotten. You forget with these two teams, they're there for a reason. They had a week off for a reason. That's because they won, you know. And what they did against the Eels, um, I don't know. I, I look at the way that the Raiders played last week. They, they looked probably more impressive in parts than Penrith did beating the Roosters. If you look at those two mm. things, Roosters were an extra week in, and, and yeah, as you say, they were I tired. I just wonder whether or not the Raiders are done. I think mm. probably, you know, the emotion of getting up for that game and I just, I don't know, if I, the, I tend to think they're done. If they need points, they don't have the strike like Melbourne do. They don't have the speed yeah. in Addo Carl or Pappenhausen. Someone who can score a 90 metre try. Yeah. I don't think anyone in that Raiders, Raiders back line can streak away from anyone in that no. Melbourne Storm team. You, it's the strike that makes me tip towards Melbourne. Yeah. If they need points, they'll chance their arm and... Nine times out of ten, they'll and come the, up with points. And the big bodies in Canberra, Canberra have, I mean, they Canberra have Storm. strong through the forwards. I think Melbourne can match their forwards. Easily. No, their Melbourne can, can outplay can their... Over, they can overstrength them easily in the, in the middle. You've got Welsh, who's been playing some really good football. Jesse Bromwich, depends how they start with Braden, uh, Brandon Smith. Sofa Solomono, Big Tino off the bench. Like, they can monster Canberra's pack. Don't, mm. don't get it twisted. Like, they are a gun team. And don't forget about... The number nine in the team, Cameron Smith, he holds so much energy to that whole team. And I think he's probably had a quiet word of it. Like, if he, if he goes out as a premiership player, he's done. Yeah. So, like, th- these young kids, if they feel that sort of pressure, they'll go that extra mile for that guy, man. He, he's, the, he's a god to some of those young kids. Do you reckon he's players, waiting to see whether he makes a grand final before he announces whether he retires absolutely. or not? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, so, as I soon as they so. make the grand final, he'll say, I'm done? Yep. It'll be fitting. Yeah. It'll be fitting. And I think he'll... He'll go out, that, that winner, I think. And I just think those young kids will just be like, yes, I was a part of Cameron Smith's last sort of hurrah. Mm. It's a big thing for these kids, man. Like, even Tino's leaving. He's been there in that system for about three or four years. That whole team's going to be shaken up, like, big time after this year. It's interesting, too, because probably the two – when I said Jack White was the best running 5'8 in the comp, I actually forgot Munster. about Cam Munster. And, mm. and Cam Munster – when he's fit, is just so damaging. Cal actually, my mate Cal actually says that I look a bit like a fat Cam Munster with this moustache on. Thanks, Cal. You do actually ripped Thank up. You. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I think once um, once those two sort themselves out, it's if you look across the park, I think there's nowhere really that you can say that the Raiders beat the Storm man on man. Like little no. positions here and there, maybe, but across the park. That Melbourne side's probably a bit strong. They've been to this dance so many times. So Ricky has as well, but Bellamy, they've been at the top for a long period. I think the winner, I think Melbourne, if they... That side I think the, Melbourne are the premiership favourites. Yeah. I think they... Yeah. If anyone's going to win this competition, it's the Storm. And it comes think from Penrith. the top as well. Like the leadership that they have in that, in that club from CEO to head coach, football manager, all the way down to the 17 players. They've been so they, they, they know times. what they're capable of and they know this this comp's here for the, for the taking. So it'd be Storm, Roosters, Roosters, Storm, wouldn't it? So they've between those two sides, they've won yeah, the so dominant, four comps. Mate. It's just been a massive, massive, massive decade for both mm. of those teams. Uh, the next game is... I reckon this is the game that could go either way. You look at the Panthers and you go, well, the Panthers have been so dominant all year and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they have played against weaker sides leading up. 
They beat the Roosters by a point. They looked impressive in parts, but they let the Roosters back into mm. the game. And they're playing against the Rabbitohs side that just doesn't know how to lose. They just continue to score points. And as you say, Ren, like 30 points in a game, the Panthers, assuming they don't defend, and it's very difficult to defend against that south side at the moment, they need to find 30-odd points themselves. I, I don't know. Are they capable? Look, even without Kikau, Penrith, I think they're still a very, Dangerous. very good team. An absolutely... Fantastic team. And he, their whole 17-win game streak, 17-game win streak. <laughs> we get it. You get it? 17. It's been a long they day. They won 17 <laughs> games. It's been a long day. They didn't all come off the back of kick-out. No, yeah, man. You know, like you take Billy Army out of the team, and obviously it's a huge, huge loss. I think the forward pack and the way they're playing through the middle and how tight defensive, defensively they are, South, they've got a – Big ass to beat this team this week. They've they've been fantastic with the ball and scoring points and putting on tries, but if they don't match him in the forwards, it's game over. Do you think their pack's unstoppable, Penrith? Do you think they're bolstering? I just a, think, you I think, think they're Fisher. bolstering a pack that you if you stood on the other side and go, fuck, that's scary. Fisher no. Harris, Tarmel, and I uh, Isaiah Yeah. I think like, they're a very consistent pack. Nothing to be scared been, of, but nothing to be scared of, but the way South's pack has been, very inconsistent. If I'm looking at Totola, Tom Burgess, and Cam Murray versus Fisher, Harris, Tarmow, and Isaac Yayo, I think that's really, really, really even. The only one that outweighs it is the left side with Kickow. He he gets the trump for me. I'm like, okay, well that's that's a special player on that left edge. I look at Bailey Sirenen, and then I look at the other side with Jaden Sewer. They're just really good line runners, and they work really hard. Mm. Where like if a Kickow's got that X factor about him. He does some freaky shit that like people just cannot coach against. And I think losing him, that X factor on that left edge where they that's their go-to edge. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like Edwards is not going to cause any sort of drama to the line when he's going out the back because you're not worried about because all you're doing as a defender is worrying about well, fucking kick out is going to hit my inside shoulder. So Edwards out the back, it doesn't matter what he does, he's going to check and release straight on the back of him. And then you've got Brendan Nade and you've got Mansell there. You can check them. I mean, I think Crichton, you've got Crichton and and Mansour, is it, on yeah. that left edge? Yeah. You can nullify all that shit, man. I think Penrith have plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, coming into a game, all the pressure's on them. Mm. It's all on them. They're yeah. the ones that have won 17, 17 in a row. row. And then you've got South that are still climbing. That's a scary thing. There's, yeah. a, there's a weird vibe about the team at the moment. Yeah. What I can't sit back and watch South without my heart and my throat thinking, fuck, they're going to drop the ball. Every set, they're don't execute. drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. That's the thing that worries me about the Rabbits. With Penrith, you know they're going to complete, they're going to get through their sets, they're going to pull the trigger when they need to. It's quite boring. They get into that boring, grinding game. Yeah, but they play semi-final football, to, like finals football. Like, but Wayne, I think he's like really embraced the fact that they just play footy. They just play footy. Wayne just wants his middle guys to do the job, get quick play the balls. If it opens up for Cook, run. Push up with him. Cody Walker pushes little, up. Reynolds is the key. Reynolds is the key to this whole fucking final mm. thing that he was in 2014. And I'm not sure how, if he knows how much energy he holds within that team. When he runs the ball, he's the nucleus of that side. Like he's, been there, he's been there for a long, long yeah. time. Over 200 when games he's defending for the club. well. 100%. When he's the, putting his body on, bending, the line. body on the line, bending his fucking back and putting shots on, you know South are on. And yep. he's been like that consistently for a month because you know Renault's been going in and out for, week, for a couple of years now. Yeah. He's had a few injuries. Something doesn't go his way. One thing didn't go his way last week when he kicked the ball out in the full. Yeah. But there was just a different aura about it. It was. They just said, get next play, All next right, play. Let's just go. We'll, we'll score points. He's, he's actually been 
I reckon he's been the form seven in the last. But he has, you know, and and when you when you add in what he's doing and what Cody's walk he's Cody Cody Walker's doing, they've just got so much danger across so, the whole park. I think you're right when you say about, you know, you, you can't guarantee that Souths are going to go through a game without making mistakes. Mm. I mean, you got. Tom Burgess, who you wouldn't give your new, well, newborn to. I, I think. I think has he any bones in his I think, I think the, the way South are playing is it looks high percentage, but these guys are pros. They practice this nonstop every single day, and you're supposed to catch that ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Cody Walker's going out the back flicking those passes, mm. that's that's fucking to the, to a person who doesn't know how to play the game at all, they go, "Oh my god, it's highly talented." For Cody Walker, that's just that's 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 just what's what he day. does, man. Like mm. like Latrell, how he goes out the back, and all these great plays that they're doing. It's so much easier for a man. Like Imagine they just need they to had execute. On the side. Oh, that, but I think that's what be, I But Corey Allen's been fantastic. That, you know, different what? sort of factor. It changes the whole dynamic yes. of the, the structure of their play having Latrell there. Because Cody, Cody was, Walker yes. doesn't sweep out the back anymore because yeah. Latrell's there. Because Cody gets it. Just say if you're running in, like just for people at home going inside. Just say you fall on the left side of the post. Cody Walker's coming from that short side. He ends up on the long side to make that extra man for yep. the shift. Like yep. that's how much running that kid's doing, and that's what Latrell was doing. But like Cody's been so, such an eyes-up footballer, it could be his ball on there. But then it's, it's the long shift, and he's on the back of it. Mm. Like do you it's think ridiculous. That's, do you think that's Wayne's Wayne's uh, fingerprints? Bit, yeah. Does he come up with that tactical up, attacking plays, or yeah. is it the assistant coach? Well, I think it's the whole team, really. But I, I think that's just playing to Cody Walker's strengths. It's like, why would I sit him on the short side? Maybe he can go up and down the short side for the first three or four tackles. But if you have a long shift. Just play footy, Cody. See what, mm. what happens, and then you, then it's up to Reynolds to pull the trigger, and all these other guys, and hit him on that perfect spot. And then you got Gagai and and all these. Gags, how good Gag, Gags had, had a break. Well. Had he's a playing gun like he's season. got a Queensland jersey on, mate. He is. He's killing it. Like he's breaking <laughs> tackles. He's a leader of that whole back back five. He's a senior player. Yeah, he's, he's a veteran now. Yeah. And I just think they can they can hold that they can hold the middle, and then they can, they can end up scoring tries. And their Reynolds. bench needs to come on and make a big difference. Reynolds' kicking game's been so good too. I mean, it's just pinpoint, you know, which is great. So, all right, well, let's – I think we're all in agreement that the Storm will beat the Raiders. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna tip the Rabbitohs in this. I don't know why. So do I. I picked him. 13 Did plus. you pick him? Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> you I went Storm know. 13 plus. Yeah, yeah. I don't Storm know. Storm in the Rabbits. Rabbits 13 plus? Think so. One well, to twelve. So, one to twelve. You said one so of them was on. one to twelve. So we're all tipping South. You have to tip South. You're an employee. I don't have now. to. Yeah. Someone back Penrith so we can win for the kids. <laughs> no, but this is just our tips. I don't. This is just our tips. Unless Jared wants to give us some more money, but Come he's on. disappeared. He left us. <laughs> he he had to talk to the producer and he disappeared. All right. So Storm and Rabbitohs, everyone. Yeah, that'd be great. Grand final. You can suck on that, Penrith. <laughs> I just don't Penrith. want. You know, I'll be happy for Penrith to get to the grand final and win because I know how much of a ripple effect it makes out west for the kids. Like we haven't won a grand final out west in Sydney since the 04 Bulldogs, or maybe West Tigers if you claim that's Western Sydney. Parramatta hasn't done any jack shit, Penrith and Penrith 03. Then we won 04. So football, like you have a look at the grassroots of what happens, will grow ridiculously if Penrith win. That's the only bonus. I'll, that's the only. Sort of plus, I look at Panthers, and I don't want them to beat our seventeen wins in, in a row. <laughs> so I've got a fucking, I've got an agenda. I'm there like, damn, is. I want Penrith to win because I love Gowie and the pig and all the boys out there. But uh, yeah, I want them to get beat so we can still have the record. <laughs> but if they take it and they win the grand final, good luck. Because I look at the grassroots. Hang on, hang on. Does your seventeen game stand? Even yes, it fucking does, Ren. Cheats over the cap. You're in the team. No, you're I was in the squad. <laughs> I was in the squad. You went to Mad Monday. <laughs> I was at Mad you Monday. Mad That's Monday? about it. Fuck you. I was under the cap in Mad Monday. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> you know West Tigers, <laughs> you say they're from the West, they literally have West in their name. So but they it's been, count. Oh, whatever. Balmain. Nah, not, not West. Not West. <laughs> or Campbelltown. Yeah, uh, whatever. I don't think there's that many players. Boom, boom. All right. Now, we haven't actually – we had a production meeting this morning um, <laughs> and we didn't actually talk anything. We just had coffees. That's all I remember. I just, we just <laughs> no, it's too talked early, about what we're doing on the weekend. So, uh, How you been, Ian? How was Foster and quarantine? How's your moustache? You look unreal. You look so You're sexy. so good. I hope you wear your favourite shirt tonight. <laughs> can, you wear, can you wear your nectarine shirt? <laughs> uh, so, anyway, one of the things that is always extremely popular is the – William stories, the mm. tales, Willie's tales. So, did you two talk about this beforehand? Have we got a tale? Not really? I don't. I actually don't. Right up. That was good. A tale? No. You can't put me on the spot now. It's not my job to come up with a tale. It's no, his segment. It says Willie's tales. Exactly. It actually says it's Willie's like tales. It's right, well, live? Last time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be live for the tales. No, well, it is now. So, do you want to think about something really quickly? Oh, I, don't think, I was thinking, is it going to be like Rennie and, and myself in there? Hey, Dally M's? Oh, yeah, I remember Dally M's story. Um, so I think it was about 2006. We've had some pretty good years. Was it 2006, Ren? So Rennie's a pursuit. Oh, pres- 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 what, what sort of, what story? No, I'm going to say he's <laughs> a sweater. He sweats oh, a lot. Profusely. Profusely oh, is the word. So he sake. used to be. He, he's not anymore. No, I still so am. So I'm not sure. So he probably starts sweating now. No, but, but anyway. How the so fuck did you come up with this story? It's a Dally M's story. Anyway, so we used to do a lot of promos and all that kind of stuff. And I used to talk a lot of shit going, fuck, it's hot in here. And anyone who was a, p- a part of the team knew that Rennie was like, he could sweat on point. So we'd be in the grand final. Uh, in the grand, so I'm talking grand final, Dallium's, all that kind of stuff, where the Bulldogs always had a light blue fucking shirt on underneath. And I swear he hated it because every time we're like, oh, my God, it's so hot, Ren. And then he'd just start automatically dripping with sweat. And next thing you turn around it's and true. Ren. And Ren's whole shirt I had to is, walk off stage. He once. walked off. I made him walk off stage that, t- that one time at grand final breakfast. He walked off. I said, Ren, it's so fucking hot in here, bro. He just looked at me like that. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> he just started. Then I looked over and then his whole head is sweating. I said, oh, my God, I didn't think it would work like that. Dally M's is on Rennie's first Dally M's he takes his uh, he takes his mum there which was awesome we had a great time and then when the the camera comes around to everyone hey there's you know Rennie Mature you know shit Dally M night <laughs> we're bored as fuck we just got beaten in the semi-final we're hung over we just had the biggest week on the piss and then um, so the camera so Ren was at another table but my back I could see him and then as soon as it come around I was like oh my god it's so hot it is hot so as soon as the camera wasn't even on him the camera's on him and just sweat sweating squirting sweating, out the side sweating, of my temples sweating bullets outside I like left it's he had to get up I left the daily M for an hour I left my mum in there he went, he went, <laughs> I was out the front trying to fucking wipe cool the sweat off. And I'd get the courage to go back in. As soon as I step in the door, like one foot in the doorway, I'd start sweating again. I'd sit back down outside. <laughs> I can't go back in. And then I had that little redhead Alan Tongue hitting on my mum. Yes. <laughs> Tonguey. You dirtbag. I remember. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Every event we used to go to, but the Dally M's was the one I remember because oh. everyone's fucking watching it. And they knew what we did after, like, when we got beat. Everyone knows, like, you're dusty as fuck. Whoever gets beaten that prelim, you watch the grand final night, every, everyone is buckled. Everyone's Funny buckled. Shit. I awful. love how he started off by saying you're a profuse sweater and then was like, but you're not anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. He doesn't sweat anymore. I Botox in my he got ba- <laughs> 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 All right. So 
What we have to announce, which is very exciting for yeah. all of us while you put your headphones back <laughs> on. Uh, it's lucky I don't actually read what the producer writes. What's a lion up? Is that like a lineup but spelled in a different language? Well done. That's Melbourne speak. So Melbourne speak. Next week <laughs> is the grand final. Uh, we are going to move to Friday night. Um, probably a bit later, depending on what time my son's cricket finishes. But anyway, we want to be closer to the game. We Good want to be able then. to smell the liniment in the air for the mm. grand final. So um, we'll get all our details out on social media through the week uh, about all of that when we find out what's going on. I just get told and I turn up. I've got no life. Uh, just <laughs> tell me a couple of hours before, Craig. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then essentially we will have guests. It'll be a big show. It's going to be a big show. We would like to thank everyone who has been listening, first and foremost. Last week we were probably one of our best, and I think we were up no, number four or number five across the podcast things. Thanks, really. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, very popular man. Really, why you asked me back this week? I said, "Oh, no, yeah, Craig, Craig, hey. oh, Craig likes you, man. Come on." <laughs> That's why it's I'm called all about the numbers, man. Yeah. That's why it's now yeah. called the tape with Rennie yeah. Mitchell. <laughs> just the tape. Uh, I'm slowly going to. It slowly dis- disappears. <laughs> side. the take at the finals. The take. <laughs> That's it. Take. I'm getting the but take. Just take the the. Uh, the. But no, thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. Uh, it's been huge for us. We've been. You know, doing this for the whole season now, and, and everyone who's rated and reviewed us on Apple and Spotify, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud and MySpace has been hugely supportive of us, and we really appreciate all the support. Um, thanks again to Neds, um, and thanks again to Rennie for being here. You're Thank you. You're a beautiful man. Me, Nothing else to do. See you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be following Lily more and more. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 